Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Road. Richard and Linda Ayer here talking about family, talking about marriage, talking about getting guidance from a higher source for how we deal with our families. We're excited for today's show. We are. Thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful day in Hawaii. Um, it's a blue sky. We have had lots of rain, but it's lovely now. And we also have the construction going on in the background, uh, which we can't stop. <laughs> if you hear some little beeping noises, they usually were usually drowned out by roosters in the morning, but we today we're hearing a little beeping going on. So just try to imagine you're here with us. We look out the front of our little cottage and we see Mount Haleakala, the mighty volcano 10,000 feet high. And we look out the back and we see the mighty Pacific Ocean. There's mighty stuff everywhere. There is. <laughs> We a are mighty woman lucky. sitting right next to me here. Uh, we've been here for a while, as you know, if you've been listening in. And uh, actually, we um, have done that on purpose because we're hiding out, waiting for the vaccine. And good news, we're getting vaccinated today, which will be kind of fun. We've been waiting a long time for this little, as they call it in England, for our little jab. We want to, we want to get our jab. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our day for today, but we are, as I said, we're so excited to, about today's content because, uh, let me lead into it this way, Linda. Um, we know that in America, over 90% of the population, the adult population, says that they pray and that they believe in some kind of a higher power. Now, what we have found in our travels and our meeting with parents all over the world is that if there's one thing that people pray about, if there's one thing you can be sure that anyone who does pray prays about, if they're a parent, it's their children. <laughs> and it's not, I think Abraham Lincoln once said, sometimes I'm driven to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I have nowhere else to go. And I think a lot of parents feel that. We get in situations with the unbelievably complex and difficult challenge of raising children where we just know we need help and 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 we need it now and we're in trouble and we're worried and we're concerned and we don't know what to do and it starts with little babies and it carries on to teenagers and as you often say Linda there's no instruction manual given to you when you're in the hospital and you have that baby and we go home and we try to figure it out and we need help figuring it out and we pray. Parents pray. Yeah, and you missed the last half. Um, we also pray for uh, young adults and yeah. grandchildren and uh, wherever you are in life, there's always something to worry about. Always something to be concerned about with children. And so we have been working and working and working over many years now on a book about seeking family revelation, seeking guidance, seeking inspiration, seeking help on how to raise our children. And we're excited to say that we've released it online today. And it's free. 
And we're, we're going to talk a little about it today, and we're going to invite any of you who want it to get this book. It's called Opening the Door to Family Revelation. And why did we name it that? What's the point of opening the door, Linda? Well, uh, when we were in England, we um, we went to a gorgeous cathedral. At Oxford, at Oxford University. At Oxford, and there was a beautiful picture of the Savior Jesus Christ standing by a door, and he is holding his hand up as if to knock, but it, if you look carefully, you realize there is no doorknob. No handle. No handle. No, no way latch. to open the door unless the person on the other side opens the door. And and he's holding a beautiful lantern. It's a, it's a painting by a man named um, William Holman Hunt, painted in the early 19th century. And the name of the painting that, uh, that Hunt gave his own painting was Light of the World. But the scripture that goes with it for most people and that is inscribed under it in this chapel at Oxford is from Re Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 20. I stand at the door and knock. And that's what the Savior says to all of us. I stand at the door and knock. But he doesn't, the, the, the symbolic beauty of the painting, we think, is just what you said, Linda. There's no handle on the door. I stand at the door and knock. I'm there. I'm willing. I'm ready to answer your prayers. But I do not barge in. I do not open that door from the outside. You must open it from the inside. Well, that's a great lesson for any kind of prayer, but we think particularly for when we're praying for our children. Yeah, absolutely. It it really is so true that we just need to open our minds and um, we really have realized as we've gone through and as we've written this book that um, revelation isn't just something you can decide you're going to get and prescribe that and, and right. say okay at a certain time I need this revelation revelation comes into our minds all the time all day I mean sometimes it's just about little things just little things but Often it's about big things that we're concerned about. And uh, if we just open our minds, instead of maybe the figurative door, open our minds to Revelation, it's, it's amazing what it can do. And if and we, what you say so often, Linda, so beautifully, is if we, if we listen more while we're praying, if we just don't talk all the time, if we make our requests known to God and then we listen, not only while we're kneeling or praying or whatever, but afterwards and like you say throughout the whole day, then that's when we can expect, and, and we can, we can expect to get some help. Right, maybe not right when we want it, that's the problem. Um, but yeah, it really is so important to just open your mind and it doesn't even have to be while you're praying. It can be while you're listening. Because we uh, we went to a speech once from to with Stephen Covey, who many of you will know, and I remember very clearly he said, we should be listening 40% of the time that we're praying. He said, just stop, just stop, listen, listen. He was a magnificent prayer, according to his wife. And um, it is so important to really stop and listen. Now focus your mind for a minute with us. Let's all focus together on on what is special and unique about 
a prayer for children, a prayer by a parent for children. Think about it in, in this beautiful way. We call God our Heavenly Father. Many of us, certainly Linda and I and, and, and many, many others throughout the world believe that parental God is real and that he really is our Father and that therefore he's the father of all of us. He's the father of us, he's the father of our children. He is the heavenly father, the heavenly parent, the heavenly mother and the heavenly father, we like to think. And so when you, as an earthly parent, pray to a heavenly parent, there's something wonderful, there's a wonderful connection. It's almost as though and I don't mean to be flippant about this, but it's almost as though you are saying, Heavenly Father, you are the real parent. I am the surrogate. I am the babysitter. I am the new parent who doesn't know what he's doing. You know this child. You know him perfectly. You know him well. Help me. I need insight. I need help. I need guidance. I need to know more about this child of yours that I am taking care of Please illuminate my mind on who he is, what he needs, what his gifts are, how she behaves, how what her dangers are. Help me to know so that I can be a good earthly parent for this child of yours as the heavenly parent. Well, what you're saying makes me think of something I've been talking about this week, and that is we can't rely on the Lord to just, you know, drop these answers on us. We have to work. On yeah, that. We have yeah. to get to know these people. If we're going to do that, we need to ask questions. We need to probe. We need to uh, let them know that we love them more than anything. And it is so, um, so important. I think we have to do our own homework. We have to be sure that we know all the circumstances, that we know what's going on, to really dive into um, this child, grandchild, whoever you're worried about, niece, nephew, uncle, sister, brother, we're yeah, worried about. Right. My sister's had COVID this week. Your brother's got some medical issues in the hospital. We really need to dive into what we can do to help, um, especially at, at this time. So let's turn to this new book that we're so excited to be able to offer for free. This is something we've done for the last several years is our attempt to make all the books we've ever written free online. And this one, we jumped the gun. This one, we never, we don't know if we'll ever even put it in a cover or in the actual form of a physical book. We just put it online with this beautiful cover with William Hol Holman Hunt's picture on it and the title, um, Opening the Door to Family Revelation. And let us read you a little thing from the beginning because I think you'll like this and we hope you'll help us. This is called a Net Books edition. N-E-T-B-O-O-X, like net Netflix. Netflix, you go, you watch a movie that hasn't gone to a theater. You don't have to go down and see it. It comes directly to you. And that's what we want this book to be like. So it says, this is a book in progress. It is not yet finished. We want your help in doing that finishing. Just like Netflix, it's a way to bypass theaters, get movies directly to you. Net books is our way of bypassing publishers and getting a book directly to you. And rather than giving it to you as finished and completed, we want to share it with you in a kind of a final draft, but maybe not completely finished yet. And we ask you, as you read this book or parts of it, to email back to us your thoughts, your, your corrections, your experiences 
in praying with your own children, about your own children, and so on. And, and we also want to tell you, and this is really important, yeah, that we wrote this book with our daughter, Sadie. Yes, yeah, Sadie has, came with a brilliant mind, and we are so excited to have done this with her. She just added her golden nuggets of thought uh, all the way through, and uh, she, we are so proud of her. She's really a wonderful writer. And she's writer. in the trenches, as you like to say, Linda. She is in the <laughs> trenches with those four children. Um, we can look back on it and remember a lot, but she's in it. <laughs> she is really in it, and with four beautiful, wonderful, amazing, challenging children. Um, so it, it really has been so fun to do this. I have to say it has not been edited. You will see. You, you may find typos, typos on this, and we're, we're sharing those. We want you to be a part of this completion of this book a lot of ideas not just ours and not just sadie's but from everywhere on how to tap into this divine source of guidance this is beyond self-help this is not a parenting book right this is not some parent telling you some ideas this is saying let's go to the heavenly parent let's because all of our children are unique you can't there's no one size fits all answer the answers you want for your child are tailor-made for that child from the heavenly parent so let's read you just one more little thing before we go to break and then we'll really get into some meat after the break much has been written on the seeking of divine guidance and help some people call it personal revelation but not enough has been written on family revelation another way to say it is that we have abundant counsel on how to seek and receive divine guidance but not nearly enough on what to seek Revelation 4. The biggest what, of course, is our families. Our role as parents and as husbands or wives are the most important and lasting relationships of this life and the most integral to God's eternal plan of happiness and salvation. It is these family callings from which we'll never be released that are the most critical stewardships in which we will ever enter. This book, as the cover art proclaims, is written from a Christian perspective, but we believe all parents can get this kind of guidance. So, hang on, and we will dive in right after this short break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back today talking about a new book that we have online um, that we hope that you'll enjoy. We're just going to give you a taste of it during this half of the show, and we hope that you will resonate with some of the things we say, and I know you'll have something to add in your own mind. So let's do a couple of brief case studies on parents needing guidance, needing help. Let's read a couple of these alternately, if we can. Why don't you go first, Linda? These are very, very brief. Just think if you've ever been in any of these situations. A mother deep in prayer about a rebellious teen receives the distinct impression to take her along on an upcoming business trip where there will be ample time for one-on-one -on -one talks and for trust to build. A grandfather seeking guidance about how to draw closer to a grandson suddenly remembers distinctly something his own grandfather once said to him and realizes it changed their relationship forever. He gets this little flash of insight. 
A wife goes on a hike to ponder what to do about a deteriorating marriage and in an unf and an unfaithful husband. Feels prompted to call an old friend who she has not seen in years and finds that the friend had a similar situation and can shed light on her options. A dad, deeply troubled by learning that his young son is being bullied at school, has gone to speak with the school counselor. And though it is not mentioned in their conversation, he feels direct guidance, a direct prompt in his mind, telling him to go and meet privately with the father of the other boy who's doing the bullying. Just a couple more. While meditating, the single mother of an entitled, unmotivated, video game addicted 19-year-old son who she has been pushing to go on a mission has the distinct impression that sending him on the study abroad program that he's arguing for will give him the independence and new environment to develop his own perspective. A young married couple praying together about their inability to conceive the child they desperately want feels, each of them feels, a powerful answer that they should apply to adopt. And these go on and on. We've got, and these are all based on actual experiences. The, 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 the number of different kinds of needs for guidance within a family is, it's almost endless, Linda. It just goes on and on and on. And so think about this for a minute. Just think about this, this couple of sentences. You are a spiritual being here on a physical earth, veiled from prior memory to that so that you can learn this new dimension and obtain, as God has, the joyful merger of spirit and matter, even becoming like they, parents of other eternal beings, who are your greatest stewardship. And the spiritual realm is your natural eternal habitat, and you can, despite this veil, return to it at any time through prayer and by going to both inner and outer spiritual places. And you can take the asking initiative that opens the door to all that God wants to give. So let us give you an idea of the contents of the book. It asks five questions, and these we think are the critical five questions for a parent who wants and welcomes spiritual help for his children. Let's read them one at a time and, and just think for a minute about each of these questions. Okay, question one. How do I seek and receive family revelation? Tuning into our unique channels and pointing ourselves and nurturing our children toward our forward nations. So that's the first question is how. How do you seek it? How do you seek it? And that, and, and that may not be as obvious as you think. You, you say, well, well, I seek it through prayer. Prayer is the way you seek guidance. But as you were saying earlier, Linda, it's, it's not just a little prayer now and then. It's a constant sort of being open and almost having a prayer that never goes away in your mind. Heavenly Father, help me to know this, your child. What do I do? How do I, how do I gain the, the knowledge I need? Question number two, what obstacles can block me from receiving revelation for my family? That's the one that our daughter Sadie, as we wrote this book together, really pointed out, is that there's so many things that can block your, your clarity in terms of what God is trying to tell you. Yeah, this is really about using our agency to drive out fear and guilt, which we all have, and draw confidence and faith into our hearts and revelation into our homes. 
Yeah, it's the it's the guilt and sometimes the frustration and sometimes the busyness, sometimes the materialism, sometimes the trying to keep up with all our neighbors, the, the sometimes trying to do everything and be every, you know, get all our church work done and all of our career work done and our family work done. We can get so overloaded, we can just be blocked from this pure guidance. And Sadie gets into some meditation. Uh, it's not just about praying, it's about preparing yourself to receive answers, right? Right. Uh, question three. How do I put home-centered into action within my own family? Now, this is a little phrase that if you're not a member of our church, we just have had a beautiful program in our church this year um, and last that... Um, Told us how to really teach the gospel of Jesus Christ well, in home, our homes. And that phrase of home-centered, church-supported, that is such a key thing in our faith where it's the home that is the key to everything. It's the core. The church is there to support the home. And I love that concept. I, We've always loved President Harold B. Lee's statement that, uh, well, who was a former prophet of our church who said, uh, the the uh, the church is the scaffolding, which supports the building of the family. The family is the permanent structure. The church is the scaffolding structure that helps to build it. So we try to get into that and to understand that better of how the other things in our lives, not only our church but our careers and our hobbies and our personal habits should all be thought of as support mechanisms for the number one thing, the core thing, which is our family, right? Right. Um, question four, how can I help my children to receive their own revelation and gain and retain their own beliefs? That is a really big deal because we want to plant that well of water in the fleshy tables of our children's hearts. But it is their job to receive, and we can just talk, talk, talk our heads off, and still, unless it is them that is receiving the revelation, it's not going to do any good. Isn't that a wonderful way to think about it? I mean, yeah, of course, you have little children, you, you want guidance, you want help on how to raise them, and what to tell them, and how to manage them, and so on, but as those children grow, as you say, Linda, the key is not you getting answers for them anymore it's them getting answers for themselves and so a big section of this book is about how to help children as they grow up to understand that the answers they want are not always going to come from you as their parent the answers are going to come from their heavenly parent right and question five what about the real world life's changes crises failures, storms. Oh boy, do we know about that yeah. during this pandemic. Wow, there are so many things and we had no idea what we were walking into when we began 2020 last year. It has been an amazing year, but there's, there's storms within the storms. You know, there are so many things going on in our families that um, loss and uh, pain and all kinds of things that uh, we couldn't have imagined. Well, but. and you you really are the one that added this last question. And in fact, it's interesting just to kind of tell you the story of the book. We Because books progress, right? And 
when we were first writing it, the whole thing, well, let's just talk about how to pray more effectively, how to get guidance for our children and so on. And then it was really Sadie. We thought maybe that was the book. And then Sadie came along and our daughter who helped us write it and said, well, we got to talk about these obstacles, these things that can block you from receiving revelation. And and so we then we wrote that part. I thought we kind of had it done. And then someone said, I think a person that was reviewing it for us said, well, you've got to get into how children themselves can get their own answers and their own guidance. So we wrote another big section. And then you came along, Linda, you, you, you in reviewing what we'd written said, well, you know, this sounds a little pie in the sky. This is like, oh, just pray and get answers and it'll all be good. <laughs> but we we got to talk about the real problems. What happens when there's drug addiction? What happens when someone dies? What happens when, when, when really difficult, real world things come into our life and make us feel like prayer is the last possible thing on our minds that was really interesting to write i i um i i learned so much from that because in the research that i did with so many people that are struggling with life wow a lot of empathy a lot of pain a lot of hard things in life and yet you can still come out with the joy of knowing that someone is there for you we put a little introduction in the book, and, and I want to call your attention to the thing we said right at the very end of it, because we wanted to, we wanted this to resonate with our own convictions. So at the very end of the introduction, it says, lest there be any doubt about our personal conviction on the subject of this book, let us add one last introductory sentence. If someone were to ask us if we have a belief in family revelation from God, we would answer that we believe in God because of family revelation. That's yeah. kind of extreme, but I really That's think that. I mean, like that, that. The, the, the biggest heart of my faith is that we have received answers to prayers. Right. And that he is there. And I think most of you will agree with that. Uh, Maybe everyone listening has had promptings, had had things happen to them to make them know that there is loving Father and wonderful parents in heaven who can really help us and guide us. Let me um, say it another way. We were really trying to drive home this point. Um, uh, one, one little paragraph in the early part of the book. Dickens said in A Tale of Two Cities, that it was the best of times and the worst of times. The same could be said in evaluating today as a time to raise children and create families. It is a wonderful time in the sense of having access to all kinds of information and every imaginable resource to help families, yet there has never been a time when creating and maintaining a lasting marriage and a strong family was harder, and there has never been an age when raising righteous and responsible children was more difficult. Why don't we just read that one more paragraph too, honey? We may get some help from family counselors or parenting experts or personal mentors, but the problem is that each of our families is unique. Each of our situations is different, and each of our children is one of a kind. General advice and examples of others can be helpful, but as mentioned, the simple fact is that no one really knows as much about our individual children, 
or our particular families or our unique challenges as we do. So before we run out of time, let's tell you as a listener how to get this completely free book. And which we're and, and and again we've got a mixed motive here. We want you to help us write it. We want you to email us with your thoughts as we complete the process of writing. But it's very very simple. Just go to iersfreebooks.com. All strung together, four words all or all put together with counting the dot com. iersfreebooks.com. And when you get there, it'll it'll show you uh, a little overview of why we're making these books free and so on. And there'll be a little section called How It Works right there on the front, which is where you register. We just want you regist to register for this free book. And then once you've registered, you'll see all of our, uh, more than half of our books are now free. And you'll see a list of them. And as you scroll down it, the last one on the list is Opening the Door to Family Revelation. You click on it and there it is. It'll come on your screen. And please read it and enjoy it and give us your feedback. So if that interests you, go there. We appreciate your joining us today. Thanks for listening to us spout off here. We hope that you will enjoy it as you go. And we'll see you next week on Ayers on the Road.